Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Ann Ukenen. Hallelujah. Today I, I'm going to be talking about being perfect <laughs> and perfection. <laughs> uh, when I was um, in high school, I wouldn't say that I was perfect at math. I got to a point, I did everything, and I, and, I, and I went to a high school where you could, it was like a special high school, and you could work at your own pace, meaning work faster, but <laughs> I, I worked to a point, and I got, got through, like, you know, to grade 10, and then, and then I got to grade 11 math. Now, that was not fun. There was nothing fun. And up to that point, everything was okay, and then I got to this new concept. It was all this waves and tangent and cosine and all this stuff and you're like I don't know what I'm doing so I got I went through I got I started when I was supposed to start but when we were nearing grade 11 it has a, a, an end date I was nowhere near completed my, my what I needed to complete and uh, pacing I could have paced myself I don't know but I it was some challenging stuff and how I had done it before, I, I, could, I got to a point in myself where I could do it, and then I got to a point where I needed help. And so I, I said, I bucked up, I said, you know what, I'll do summer school. And so I did summer school, and I got through. I got through. I had a teacher that taught everything and, and, I, and just laid things out in a way that was better for me to understand. And so then I went back to grade 12, which was like a dial, it was, whoa, way less painful but <laughs> but I got through and passed my government exam and then I and then I went to university and my 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 math time at university was very limited because I knew I wanted to get into education and I, so I took the easy math like this there was two math courses you know and I needed some credits and so there was the math that you take if you're going into math and then there's the math for if you're going into teaching. So, <laughs> so I chose that one. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to challenge myself. I'm just going to get through. And so then I went, so I went to this and then, ah, teachers are so important. If you have the right teacher, you'll do really, really well. Yeah. If you don't have the right teacher, it doesn't go quite as well for you. Yeah. And so I had someone, I don't know why he was teaching our class, but you know, I guess if you're really good at math and you're really dynamic and really exciting and things, you don't do the easy math. You go do the other math that, that's fun for you, and then you get, we get what we got. And so <laughs> who did his nines weird? I, I spent like, what are you writing? Oh, that's a nine. And so <laughs> just different things that he did. And then he would, do, he would just go through and kind of like, like introduce things really quickly and you're just like what's going on but I survived here I am <laughs> I survived through that um but, oh my goodness because what he was I got through you get through praise the Lord and the great thing is is we have a heavenly teacher we have a teacher the you know, the Holy Ghost who teaches us and he's not got human uh, uh, like frailties and things and ways that they do things He's perfect. And the thing is, is he teaches you for you. So he's got this tailored program just for you that works for you. And so you can't go and look at some, what someone else is and how they're teaching someone else and go, hey, wait a second. Well, no, they're teaching that person. The Holy Spirit's teaching that person. The Holy Spirit's teaching you. And you're like, oh, well, I want to do that. No, you need to do this. Because the Holy Spirit is a good teacher, and he's teaching you, and he wants you to grow and be, be productive, be prosperous, be victorious, and you don't need that. You need what you need. <laughs> but this teacher, he taught, and I think after the fact, I was like, like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, that's what that was. And you're like, I wish I'd known in the beginning what that was. But he would 
there's certain math pro, uh, formulas that we use and ways to calculate things. Like we can find all the sides of a triangle if we know one or two, two sides and we know angles, we know some different things, we can figure out the unknown things right. using these formulas. And, and, and when you're in high school, you're like, yeah, you just plug in the numbers, and, you, and you're like, you come up with the answer, and you're like, yes, someone figured all that out. <laughs> someone, like, you know, in those, in those movies and the things where they have the blackboard with all the math on it, someone was thinking about that. Someone was, and it wasn't me. <laughs> but they go through and they like, you know, their physics problems and chem problems and all this thing. They thought and they talked and they were with their colleagues and they got to this thing and they got to this formula that we use. And so what the teacher was trying to do was prove the formula. Like he was working backward and then taking us through the process and then this is where I, I got lost I'm like you're showing me what some genius figured out <laughs> after how many years and I'm supposed to get it in 10 minutes as you prove it out here I'm like no it doesn't make sense I'm like, I just I just know that that formula does what it needs to do and then I just plug them in and then we get somewhere but I think Jesus, who did all the work, he did everything that we need, we do, we, we don't have to do all, any of this work. He did all the work. He lived a sinless life. You know, because you didn't. You didn't live a sinless life, you know. <laughs> he did all this work, and, he, and he, got a, he got to a certain place, and here's like, it's finished. We've got it here for you to walk in and use and enjoy. But we sometimes just plug in the numbers and we think and we walk it through and we go, how, how come it didn't work for me? So let's look at how come it doesn't sometimes work for us or how, how it can work better for us. So let's go to Psalm 18. Hallelujah. We can have God, it's like we just sang about it all this morning. It, the work is finished. We're made new. We're new creatures. Old has passed away. We've been told not to look at it. So if we've been told not to look at it, that means, and that also means that some people have been looking at it. And you've been told not to. But anyway, so it's amazing. We, it's good to get reminders. It's good to get reminders. Because I don't think he's, that's a new thing. But it's high, he's, high, that's, <laughs> he's highlighted that and we want to move and, and, and look at that. So you can go home and pray and talk to God and ask yourself, how can I do this differently? How can I? And then here I have got some ideas for you. So in Psalm 18 and 30, I'm going to go there. I'm going to be jumping back, back and forth to the King James and the Amplified Classic. Hallelujah. And today, and this is King James. Psalm 1830. As for God... His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all of those that trust in him. I don't know what a buckler is. Maybe you're asking that to yourself. Do you know Captain America? He's got a buckler. He's got a buckler. It's made of vibranium. It's very strong, but it's not God kind of strong. <laughs> but a buckler is the tiny, the, the, the circular shield. It's a shield. A buckler is a shield. So let me read that again. His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those who trust in him. He's a protector. We trust him. His word is tried. That means it's not like, oh, I tried and I failed. No, it's not that kind of try. No, they tried it and it was proven awesome. <laughs> it was tried and it worked. So it was tested and it worked. The formulas, like Pythagorean's theorem and, and the for, for, like all the, that kind of stuff, that was tried and tested and proved to be true because whenever you put numbers in, it works. Tried. Every time it works. Tried. 
So hallelujah. His way is perfect. Why wouldn't we want to do it his way? I think some of that is like, we just want to do it our way. Why? Why? When his way is perfect. Who is God save the Lord? Or who is a rock save our God? He is the rock. We want to stand on him. We want to stand on his word. And not what people think his word says. Hallelujah. That was just for free. And, <laughs> and in verse 32, it says, God, it's God that girds me with strength and maketh my ways perfect. So he makes your ways perfect. Does that make you squirm a little bit? My ways are perfect. Can you say that? My ways are perfect. Let's all say that right now. My ways are perfect. Ooh, did anyone feel a little, like, I feel like I'm lying when I say that. But it's God's word, and it's tried, and it's true, so it's true for us. <laughs> so when we say it, we shouldn't squirm. When we say it, it's the truth. It's the truth about who we are. It's the truth about the yeah. ju- of Jesus' blood and what it did, that it made you perfect. Yeah. But then we look back, like Pastor Jason was saying, I'm not perfect. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> we got a salt shaker full. <laughs> so it's God that girds me with strength and makes my way perfect. You don't. I don't think it's said that in here, that you make your way perfect. Because your way is not perfect. Trust me, it's not. you know you could figure it out you could do it your way but it's not perfect it's not God it's God's ways that are perfect that make us perfect hallelujah and we are our ways are perfect he maketh my feet like hinds feet that set me upon high places he teaches my hands to war and um, to war so that uh, the bow of steel is broken by mine arms I thought this was really interesting. This is very interesting. So um, there's a lot of things in here. But let's just go to where it says in verse uh, 36. It says, you have enlarged. Oh, no, 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 I want it. 35. Um, Where it says, where am I? 34, yes. I, I was just jumping ahead because I was so excited. He teaches my hands to war so, uh, so that a bow of steel is broken in my arms. So a, a bow, we got the bow and arrow. What does the bow do? That's the bow, right? And then we got the arrow, the arrow that goes. So a bow of steel is broken in your arms. How close do you have to be to the enemy to break their bow? Because how does a bow and arrow work? The person is holding the bow and the arrow is flying. The arrow is flying. So to get a hold of the bow, you need to be as close to that person holding the bow, get it out of their hand, and then break it. Hmm. This is the kind of strength. And you had to get, you know, like, you know, like I've seen the movies where they all go, go. And then all the people that have bow and arrows, they all shoot at the same time. And then they, all the arrows go in an arc to the other place. They had to get through that, through that, a sea of arrows. And you have your shield, your buckler, your shield of faith that gets you close to the enemy, you break his bow. (laughs) And we're worried. You know, we don't, there's no need to worry. The enemy is small. The enemy is small. But he makes our ways perfect. And we don't want to do it on our own. So here we are. We're all people. And we can try to do things perfectly. I'll use my, me as an example because then I'll just tattletale myself and everything's okay. And then, we'll, then we'll see if we'll have some examples that rise up in you. But anyway, <laughs> I am a teacher. I teach kindergarten. I can decide. I can plan. I can research. I can do it. I can come up with the best lesson that there is in the 
world. I can do it all. It's a perfect lesson. And then I deliver it to the children. (laughs) And kids are being kids. And someone needs to go to the bathroom. Someone needs to wash their hands. Someone picked their nose and like flicked it or was wiping it on the shelf, which happened this year. (laughs) I'm like, go wipe that. (laughs) These things happened. And I could try to do it as perfectly as I can, but I tell you this, for all the trying, it would just cause grief because it just can't, it just won't work. I was reading a story of of one lady who had an observation, and observations are big things. That's when the big people come and see you teach. And so they get to see you in all your glory. And you could have had an awesome day, and they come in and watch, and you're like, oh, why are they doing this now? This one girl, she was... (laughs) a a bee or like multiple bees flew in the classroom and stung her and, and stung one of the kids, all happening during an observation. And so, you know, you, you, you got to do what you just got to do, right? <laughs> you deal with it and realize that, you know, it doesn't matter how much you do, you know, things can go awry. <laughs> but we have a God that's made things perfect and for us to be there and to walk in them and not try to be perfect in ourself, but to walk and be perfect in him. Yeah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And so let's just see what Jesus says in Matthew 5:48. I want you to look at that. And when God says something... It's true. If God says something, it's possible. If God says something, he's not lying. If God says something, he's going to have help for you. I'm preparing you for when we look at, put our eyes on this. Hallelujah. In Matthew 5, 48. We're perfect. Are we not? Yes, we are. It says there in red letters, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Be. Light be. And it was. Let forth things grow out of the ground. They grow. Let forth things come in the oceans. They come. We have Jesus here saying, be perfect as our Father is perfect. That word is just as true as the words that spoke creation. He's speaking it. He believes his word. He has faith in his own word to come to pass. Let's just get in line with his faith that we can be perfect as our Father is perfect. The work is finished. Everything he promised me is already done. Yes, we've already won. Living in the finished work. When did it happen? Hmm. He said this before he went to the cross. He was, was, you know, this was Matthew 6, Matthew 5. We haven't even gotten to later on in Matthew where he dies. He said, be perfect as Father God is perfect. So he said it. That means he has faith for it. We can have faith for it. It's true. It can ha- it's happening for us. We can walk in it. We can be there. We can say it. And we don't have to look back at our past. Because that's not where he said he, where he's perfect. He said it because it is true. Not, we're not looking back at our past to qualify the perfect. He said it. It's true. Hallelujah. Because in Romans 3, 23, we all, like, this is the one where we, everybody brings up, you know. But all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Yes, all have sinned. But let's go to Hebrews 10. And Pastor Jason was there last week, but we're going to jump a little bit ahead of Hebrews 10. And we're going to look in Hebrews 10, 14. 
Are you feeling perfect yet? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we don't go by feeling, but we can, <laughs> we can have it working. And it's always working, even when we don't feel it. It's not about how we feel. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10, 14. It's, it's real because he said it is. And it says so in his word. And so in Hebrews 10 and 14, I'm going to jump over to the Amplified. It says, for by a single offering, this is the offering of Jesus, he has forever completely cleansed and perfected those who are consecrated and made holy. Hallelujah. We're not only perfected, we're consecrated and made holy. This is us. This is who we are. And also the Holy Spirit adds his testimony to us. That's our testimony too. It's great hearing everybody's testimonies, but the testimony of the Lord is our testimony too. That's where we got where we are today and where we're going to go tomorrow and in the future and when Jesus comes and after Jesus comes. It's our testimony too. Given to us. Hallelujah. Our testi- testimony too. Woohoo. Hallelujah. Okay, I have to go back and read that because it was, it was, I just got excited there. And also the Holy Spirit adds his testimony to us. For having said, this is the agreement, testament and covenant I will set up and conclude with them after those days, says the Lord. I will imprint my laws upon their hearts. So this is where we get the law. We have the law of Moses that was written on tablets of stone. But here we have laws written on our heart. Now, he's not going to, you know, chisel them on our heart, our real heart. It's not about that. It's about his laws, his commandments, not seeing them as such. But it's wrapped in love, our heart. It's written on our heart. And our heart, it's, uh, the, the law and the commandments are now not a rule you have to follow. But this is something that I want to do out of my heart. Because God said it, I want to do it. Why would I not do it? These was, when we are born again and made that new image, that's part here. We, we have a new heart. Yeah. And his laws are now written on our heart. And so that, that makes me think, like, why would you not want to do what his word says? That means something's wrong with your heart. That there's a hardness somewhere that you need to go and talk to the Lord about. Because we want to do what he says, his instructions. Let him lead and guide us. Hallelujah. So it's written on our heart. Hallelujah. And I will inscribe, imprint my laws in their heart, and I will inscribe them on their minds. This is so interesting. I hadn't really seen or seen it before. I probably read it, but I haven't really seen it before. But in the Amplified, it says that he writes our laws on our hearts and our minds. This made me think new like thoughts about thinking. (laughs) I was like, hmm, if he's also doing this in our mind, huh, interesting. We have the mind of Christ. Why would we have to think about other things? We could think about his law. On the innermost thoughts and understandings, we can walk in a new way. We can draw upon that newness. Like, I'm made new. Okay, I'm going to draw upon that. I've done it in healing. I, I've used this, that scripture. You know, he's, he makes us a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are new. All things are of God. And I've, I'm like, I've believed that way for sickness and how I've worked it. And, you know, it's, you can't use it as a formula and plug it in for you. This is something that worked for me when I was sitting in an intersection wanting to vomit 
And I was like, I don't want to do this <laughs> here and now <laughs> as I drive, <laughs> you know, getting out of the car in the left turn lane, the first person there, everybody's going to see this. <laughs> it wasn't about that, but that was, you know, that was highly motivating of me not doing that. But I was there go, and I was like, I'm a new creature. All things are new. All things are God. This sickness, how can it be in my body? It cannot be in my body. It has to leave. Right. So, and then immediately I was, I was well. So, Amen. hallelujah. And then so I was happy too. <laughs> happy too. Because <laughs> I was just like, you know, things were flashing through my mind. And, yeah. But I've worked, I've, that's how I, like, I'm working it. So how am I working it? I've got a new heart. So I'm, I'm, I made new, I've got a new heart. And this mind where he's bringing his, his laws to me, his commandments to me, but more his word to me, his instructions to me, his, his good wisdom to me as I move forward and make my choices. So my head has to bow. My heart is moving in that direction. And my will and my mind and my emotions, Pastor Jason was talking about that. You know how I set myself to do what he says. And so, so when I use that word, I set myself, that means I put myself there and I'm not going to move it. Just like how I'm like on the rock of Jesus. I'm saved. I'm set there. I'm going to heaven. I don't have to wonder, you know, you know, like something happens or something. I get a little bit frustrated in traffic. I'm like, I didn't lose my salvation. I just have to repent. <laughs> I have to get my heart right. <laughs> get your heart right. Because <laughs> if your heart's right, bad traffic shouldn't hurt it. Hmm. A little conviction going on up here. I don't know about you. But anyway, hallelujah. But I am perfect. Because he said, be perfect as he is perfect. So therefore, I am. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hmm. We're going to have to look on that about looking at other people. Huh. He said they're perfect too. <laughs> Let's just put that on the back burner. He said they're perfect too. <laughs> Hallelujah, this isn't just a soul message for you, like a soul, not soul, but your soul is in one message for you. It's for us all who are all perfect together in him. Hallelujah. 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 Maybe we need to change our heart. Maybe our heart needs a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ka-chunk. <laughs> And I will inscribe and, uh, for their innermost thoughts and understanding. So we can understand. There's no reason to say, I don't understand. I don't know what's going on. What's God saying? He has given it to you. Start saying something different. And then that's a good place to start. This is the agreement. Okay, let's see. He goes on to say then that their sins and their law breaking, I will remember no more. And this goes exactly to what Pastor Jason was talking to this morning about looking. He's not remembering. Why are we? He's not looking at that when he's saying, you're perfect. So when you are saying to yourself, confessing that I am perfect, and that makes you go, or freak out a little bit that means you're looking at your past somewhere exactly I mean it's like this is common sense this is common sense because you're like I'm not perfect I did such and such and such and such I'm not perfect what about what happened here but God said I will remember their sin no more he remembers your sin no more we're made in his image. We're doing what he does. We're remembering our sin no more. Don't go digging it up. 
Hallelujah. (laughs) Now, where there is absolute remission, forgiveness and cancellation of the penalty. So it's rem- your sin is remitted. That means it's canceled, cut out, paid for, no longer an issue. It's remitted. The remission of sin. Now where there is absolute remission of these sin- uh, sins, there is no longer any offering made to atone for sin. One offering did it all. His name was Jesus. Therefore, brethren, since we have full freedom and confidence to enter into the Holy of Holies by the power and virtue of the blood of Jesus, by this fresh and new and living way which he initiated and dedicated and opened to us from, through the separating of the curtain, the veil of the Holy of Holies, that is, through his flesh. So... This is coming back to a time when they built the temple and you couldn't go into God's presence. Like here, this couldn't have happened. Worship service couldn't have happened. Because what happens at worship? He comes, he fills the place. He filled me. I don't know if he filled you. But like, not, like I'm already filled. But I felt, you know, a di- a different like I felt his presence differently. And so here I was, I was like, it was happy. I was happy. It was good. And I'm like, yay. Couldn't do that with the people of Israel. They had to have an intermediate. They had to have the priests do all their little rituals and things and laws and things so that they could be made clean, but for temporarily, but enough clean that they could go into the holy of holy place. And do their, little, their things there and be in his presence. But God helped them if they forgot a sin. Because they dropped dead, you know, in his presence. So, none of us are dropping dead in his presence. He was here this morning. He's here now. None of us are dropping dead. That must mean that the blood of Jesus is working. That must mean that you're perfect. That must mean that Jesus did what he did and you're walking in it right now. And you don't need to look back because he's here with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the good news. You can, you can bring that up to friends who are like, bring up Romans, you know, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. But here we are in his presence. And we're made alive in him. So, so this perfection. Pastor Jason talked a lot, a, a bit about um, yielding and, and, and his God's will versus our will. And I love how he mentioned like three wills, like there's ours. <laughs> and like this separate will. No, you're either, if you're not doing God's will... You're obviously doing someone else's will. (laughs) And if it's your own, it's not God's will. So it's just as bad as the devil's will. (laughs) So I I just, I really enjoyed that. That was very enjoyable to me. And, (laughs) but this yielding to his will and his perfection and what he did for us, that we've been made perfect. Be perfect as God the Father is perfect. Yes, that's me. I'm clean. I'm new. Hallelujah. So I'm yielding to his ways. And I'm allowing him to flow. I'm letting his, him work through me. And not try to be perfect on my own. I've seen people try in this world, try to be perfect on your own. And they break down. They come to the point where it wasn't perfect. And they get frustrated, angry. It's not the way to go. I want to just walk in the perfection that he bought and not try to do it myself because that one is not perfection at all. It's not the perfection to the saving of your soul. But we can yield to him. We can yield to this perfection. Allow it to work. Let it work in our hearts. Let it work in our minds. Yield to it. 
when I was, I was doing a chapel for my students, and I was talking a bit about yielding. You think about yielding out in traffic. When there's a yield sign, that means you're letting someone else go first. You go when it's safe. But yielding means you let the other go first. That's all. So we're letting the Holy Spirit go first. That's all. Just let him go first. And you're, you get to go and follow him. And go where he goes. Yeah. It, it, you, know, in the, you know, like, why wouldn't you want him to go first? Like, he knows what's out there. He's taking care of it. And then you know before, you know, you get a, like a, a warning. You get those warnings that you get that are so helpful. Or those reminders, which are so helpful, you know. And do this, which is so helpful, you know. And then you, and you just let him go first. That's all it is, is letting him, allowing him to go first. Amen. And it's so much better. So, and, and as we do this, we see the fruits of the Spirit being made manifest. In Galatians, I preached, the last time I preached, I was preaching from there about the fruit of the Spirit, and so when we think of this fruit of the Spirit, think about it. Do you think it's moldy? Do you think it has... Because, like, I've been to trees, you know, and I'm, I've looked, and you're like, you know, like, I'm just going to take one, and you're like, you're looking at all of them, and you're like, oh, you know, or even at the grocery store. You're like, oh. And now you can't touch, and you're like, I just got to see the back, and if the back doesn't look good, I'm putting it back. you know, Because <laughs> I'm like, why would I take that one? But, you know, there's imperfections in fruit. Do you think the fruit of the Spirit has imperfections? No, I don't think so. It's perfect. We think it's perfect. So the fruit of the Spirit growing and working in us is perfect. Isn't that exciting? That's exciting news that it's working in us and growing and we're perfect. And it's that perfectness is just continuing out through us. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's interesting. First John 4.18, it says, this is where the scripture where we find perfect love casts out fear. So if love is perfect, fear can't be there. So therefore, if love is perfect and fear can't be there, if fear is there, and then... And let's just, let's just go with fear, worry, anxiety, concern about something. That's a clear signal that love is not there. That perfect love to cast out all fear is not there. Just turn to his love. I preached a sermon one of my first sermons about flipping it over and Pastor Gwen brings it up and I talked about a coin and when you flip a coin in the air, they, you, you have heads and tails. And so when one side, that's how they choo choose who goes first in a football game, you know, that's how sometimes people choose to go do something first, flip a coin, you know, whose turn? They flip a coin, you flip a coin, no matter what, it's going to land on one side. It's going to either be a face-up or the heads or the tails. Those are the words that we use, heads or tails. And so we're the head and not the tail. Amen. We're above and not beneath. Amen. So we really want the tail side down because the head side up. Amen. And I talked about it, it's easy as just flipping a coin. Like if you're in a certain a mess or a circumstance or something or something's going wrong, it's just a matter of flipping a coin. That's how easy it is to go from fear to faith, fear to love. It's just a choice. And Pastor Gwen talked a bit about that this morning, that some people don't want to hear that it, you're not in faith. You can do all the things. You can put all the things in the formula, but you're not in faith. Because if you were at work, your faith, all the time, Jesus didn't say, oh, I have made you whole. Jesus never said, I made you whole. He said, your faith has made you whole. 
So faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and we're hearing and we're hearing and we're hearing. And we're made perfect. We're going to walk. We're going to stay there. We're going to do things differently. Hallelujah. But perfect love casts out all fear. The perfect fruit of the Spirit has a work. It has a work. And then it goes into that other P word that we don't like. We like, like some people shudder at, at being like, you know, perfect and things like that. Patience. Let patience have its perfect work. Here, what's working? Your fruit is working. Your fruit is working. It's let patience have its perfect work. If there's perfection here, we're walking in the spirit. We're yielding to his, I'm perfect as he is perfect. Be perfect. I am perfect. I'm going to have that perfect fruit. And that patience is having its perfect work. There's that perfection. And so while we don't see some things right now, we can see that patience. We can see in faith that things are made manifest for it to come. So it's not a surprise or a shock when it comes, but it's a moment of rejoicing when it comes for what you're believing for. But that patience is at work. Work in our lives. And here we have, it says... Let's go to James 1. And let's just look at that with our eyes and see there's one word that I really want us to focus on. James 1, 4. But let patience. But let patience. Here's that yielding that I was talking to you about. Is letting patience go first. And sometimes in the moment, we can get frustrated. And in that moment, isn't it so hard to let patience have its perfect work? It can be. Because I know I've done the wrong thing after that moment. (laughs) But I've also done the right thing after that moment. (laughs) And I'm not going to look back at those moments when I didn't do well. But I'm going to look forward into the perfection that he made me. The perfect person that he made me can stand and yield to patience and let it, ha- let, it, let it have that perfect work in my life and let it go first and not try to make it work, but let it work. Hallelujah. Let it work. It says... I'm like, let me see. Did I, I forgot if I wanted to do it in the Amplified or the King James. Let's go to the King James. James 1, 4. Let patience have her perfect work, that you might be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So when I was believing for a job, I was believing for a husband, I didn't do it right sometimes. It, you know, God is good. God is faithful. But there were times I didn't do it right. God is so faithful to me. But if I was letting patience have its perfect work, I would want nothing. But I found myself wanting. Wanting what God gave me. God, wanting what God, I'm walking in right now. But I spent a lot of that time wanting And instead of letting patience have its perfect work, I spent my time wanting what I wanted. (laughs) I know what you know. I know if you want a husband, yes. You know, you know, that's good. You know, you know, some people are believing for husbands for other people. Some people are believing for wives for other people. Some people are believing for children. Some people are believing for homes. Some people are, are believing, you were believing for things. We're believing for saved family members because bless God, it'll be better. 
<laughs> for everyone. <laughs> we're believing for, like, friends. We're believing for family. We're believing for all, like, just different things. We're believing for the city of Surrey, for citywide salvation in this city. And whatever we're believing for, we have an opportunity to want it or let patience have its perfect work. So I spent a lot of time wanting and not letting patience have its perfect work. And I was miserable. You're believing for things and God wants you to ask. He wants you to believe. He wants to give you the desires of your heart, you know. And I don't think anyone's desiring to live a shack in a shack on King George Highway. So, you know, like, he's okay with it. He's okay with it. He's okay with that. But before you get there, know that you have it and let patience have its perfect work. Because why would you want something that you already have? Oh, this is so good. Like, I'm going to, like, I'm just going to go here again. Hallelujah. (laughs) If we believe in faith, it's ours. We have it. It's now. It's there. But if we're not letting patience have a perfect work, we're still wanting it. Then we have to ask ourselves, are we in faith? Now, after the fact, after the fact, timing is always good. And when we're wanting something and not letting patience have its perfect work, we want it now, right? You want it now. That's when you want it. You want it now. You know, you're not believing, you know, for God's perfect timing. You want it. So I want it now. Mine, 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 mine. (laughs) And you're unhappy, and it's not happening, and you're frustrated, and that's certainly not perfection in your life. But anyway, miserable, miserable. But when I look, I look back in a good way, because here I'm not looking back at all the mistakes and everything. I'm looking back at how it worked out and how God met me and how God was faithful. And you can get frustrated with the timing of how things happen, but God's timing is perfect, just like he is. So his timing is perfect. I was ready, ready for my job. I was ready, ready for my marriage. And I could look back. It's, it's nice to go to weddings and, and think back at your own. Like, it's, it's hard not to reflect. <laughs> you're like, oh, oh, look at that. You know, and, and you're like, I'm glad. I can look at their wedding and think back, and I'm glad that it was clean, that it was holy, that that holiness was at work. And I can look back with gladness of how everything worked out well. But the thing is, is looking back is not looking forward. But the thing is, Why couldn't it be? Why couldn't it be? Because God knew it was happening. I trusted and knew that it was happening, that the time would come. But I got distracted by other things around me. I got distracted by circumstances. I got distracted by what things look like. And I was miserable and wanting and not letting patience have its perfect work. And here's where God, in my weakness, was strong for me and had patience for me. And it came at the right time, the right time. And when you get something and it's the right time and it's the right thing and it's what you've been believing for and it feels so right and so perfect, It was always there when you didn't even see it. 
when you saw, you believe for it and when it happened and when you live and walk in it. It's important to know that. But allow patience to go first. Allow it. And let it go instead of the wanting. Because then you'll be wanting nothing. Perfect in what you have. Perfect where you are. And perfect when you get there. Hallelujah. God has given us faith. And it's the way we walk and live. It helps us imagine things. It helps us see things before they come to pass. We like, we get, you, you just get overwhelmed by what God shows you or, or what you're believing for and those kinds of things. But it's important to not let that, what we want, become our focus. Because when we're focused in our wanting, we're not focused on him. And we're going to go in the wrong direction. That's where, that's where you start to do things in the flesh and make it happen and think that it's God. You're like, oh, well, because, you know, you, you have faith for it, you believe for it, you know God will do it. And then, oh, this must be it. And I've done that. I go, this must be it. No, it wasn't it. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> Just shut that door. But we're, we're not letting that distract us by his instructions, his laws on our heart, transforming our mind in his image. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Peter because I talked a bit about that. We talked about being a little bit about being holy, being perfect. Let's go to 1 Peter which is just right after James. First Peter 1 and 13. First Peter 1 and 13. Wherefore, oh, I'm going to go in the uh, Amplified Classic here, 13. So brace up your minds... God's not doing the bracing. Brace up your mind. Be sober. Be circumstant. More morally alert. Be alert. Brace your mind. Focus. Brace it. Focus on, on this. Hallelujah. Be sober, circumstant, morally alert. Set your hope wholly and unchangeably on the grace of Define favor that has come unto you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Live as children of obedience to God. Do not conform yourselves to the evil desires that governed you in your former ignorance when you did not know the requirements of the gospel. That wanting, not living in wanting, but living in faith, letting patience have its perfect work. But as the other one who calls you is holy, you yourself also be holy in your conduct and manner of living. For it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. It's written. As it is written, it is the truth about us and who we are. You shall be holy as I am holy. And if you call upon him as your father, who judges each and every one impartially according to what he does... It's fair. He's fair. He's, he's a good God. He looks at you. You alone. He doesn't compare. Don't compare yourselves. You should conduct yourselves with the true reverence throughout the time of your temporary residence on the earth, whether long or short. This time here is temporary. It will have an end. You must know and recognize that when you, that you who were redeemed Ransomed from the useless, fruitless way of living, inherited by traditions from your forefathers with the incorruptible things such as silver and gold. But you were purchased with the precious blood of the Jesus, like the sacrifice, sacrificial lamb without blemish or spot. 
the perfect sacrifice. So I just want to go back to that. For you recognize that you were redeemed from the useless, fruitless way of living. We are living a fruitful way of living. Fruitful, perfect fruit. Working in and through us. Because as we are perfect, we're perfect in him. And that perfection is there. That's who we are. And when we allow that perfection to work in us, we allow that patience to work in us, we allow that love to work through us, and the Holy Spirit to work through us, we see our lives changed. We live a different way. We live how he wants us to live. We live in freedom. We walk in freedom. And he who continued a good work will continue to do that until the day he comes. He's working. Let that work in you. Let that perfection work for you. That fruitful life that we all have been ordained to walk in. Hallelujah. Let's pray. I'm going to pray for you this morning. Father, I thank you. I know that people have been hearing about the wanting and hearing where they've wanted when they haven't allowed patience to work properly. I thank you, Lord, that we're just laying that want down now, trusting in faith that we know you have accomplished and what you have done and what you have promised and the words that we are standing on, that we're set in. And I thank you, Lord, that we set ourselves to let patience work. Let patience have its perfect work. That we're walking in faith and not by what we see. And I thank you, Lord, that we no longer will depression hold us when it doesn't come when we think it should come. But I thank you that patience is working. It's perfect work. I thank you that people that are getting disillusioned or, or think that it'll never happen, let that, you can just turn and let that patience have a perfect work, knowing that you keep your word to your people, knowing that if we st- as we stand in the perfectness that you created us to be, that you will have your way. I thank you, Lord that no longer will we do the work and try to be perfect, but rely in the perfectness of you and lean on your perfection and let your perfect, the perfect work of Jesus work through us. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I know things are going to be different now. I know things are set properly and in place. I know that priorities are getting in line and in the right place. I know people's, their eyes are turning to the right things now. I thank you that you're turning our eyes to those, to you, the author and finisher of our faith. And I thank you, Lord, that we no more are sad when things don't come when we want them to be. But I thank you, Lord, for that rejoicing that you have done it. And we can rejoice just as strongly when we, be- we prayed for it as when it came to pass. I thank you for new perspective as we walk your ways and walk in the end at the beginning. I thank you that you're showing us more and more what that looks like each and every day. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that this life should be fun. This, this life is filled with joy, that this life is filled with peace. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for that joy that's coming. Oh, that joy that's coming. Oh, that joy that's here. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that today is a new day. Amen. Amen and amen. 
Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.